0: Chapter 17, verses 14 through 23 of Catina Aria, Commentary on the Four Gospels Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, Volume 2, Gospel of St. John, by St. Thomas Aquinas. The Supervox recording is in the public domain. Verses 14 through 19. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Chrysostom Again our Lord gives a reason why the disciples are worthy of obtaining such favor from the Father. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, i.e., they are had in hatred for thy sake, and on account of thy word. Augustine. They had not experienced these sufferings which they afterwards met with, but after his custom he puts the future into the past tense. Then he gives the reason why the world hated them, Viz, because they are not of the world. This was conferred upon them by regeneration, for by nature they were of the world. It was given to them that they should not be of the world, even as he was not of the world. As it follows, even as I am not of the world. He never was of the world, for even his birth of the form of a servant he received from the Holy Ghost, from whom they were born again. But, though they were no longer of the world, it was still necessary that they should be in the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. Bede. As if to say, the time is now at hand, then I shall be taken out of the world, and therefore it is necessary that they should be still left in the world, in order to preach me and thee to the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil, every evil, but especially the evil of schism. Augustine, he repeats the same thing again. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Chrysostom, above when he said, them whom thou givest me out of the world, he meant their nature. Here he means their actions. They are not of the world, because they have nothing in common with earth. They are made citizens of heaven, wherein he shows his love for them, thus praising them to the Father. The word, as when used with respect to him and the Father, expresses likeness of nature. But between us in Christ there is immense distance. Keep them from the evil, i.e., not from dangers only, but from falling away from the faith. Augustine, sanctify them through thy truth, for thus were they to be kept from the evil. But it may be asked, How it was that they were not of the world, when they were not yet sanctified in the truth. Because the sanctified have still to grow in sanctity, and this by the help of God's grace. The heirs of the New Testament are sanctified in that truth, the shadows of which were the sanctification of the Old Testament. They are sanctified in Christ, who said above, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It follows, Thy discourse is truth. The Greek Logos, i.e. Word, the Father then sanctified them in the truth, i.e. in his word, the only begotten them, i.e. the heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Chrysostom, or thus, sanctify them in thy truth, i.e. make them holy by the gift of the Holy Spirit, and sound doctrines, for sound doctrines give knowledge of God, and sanctify the soul. And as he is speaking of doctrines, he adds, Thy word is truth, i.e., there is in it no lie, nor anything typical or bodily. Again, sanctify them in thy truth. May mean, separate them for the ministry of the word in preaching. Gloss, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. For what Christ was sent into the world, for that same end were they, As saith Paul, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, and hath given to us the word of reconciliation. As does not express perfect likeness between our Lord and his apostles, but only as much as was possible in men. Have sent them, he says, according to the custom of putting the past for the future. Augustine, it is manifest by this that he is still speaking of the apostles, for the very word apostle means in Greek sent. But since they are his members, in that he is the head of the church, he says, And for their sakes I sanctify myself, i.e., I in myself sanctify them, since they are myself. And to make it more clear that this was his meaning, he adds, That they also might be sanctified through the truth, i.e., in me, inasmuch as the Word is truth, in which the Son of Man was sanctified from the time that the Word was made flesh. For then he sanctified himself in himself, i.e., himself as man, in himself as the Word, the Word and man being one Christ. But of his members it is that he saith, And for their sakes I sanctify myself, i.e., them in me, since in me both they and I are, that they also might be sanctified in truth, they also, i.e., even as myself, and, in truth, i.e., myself. Chrysostom Or thus, for their sakes I sanctify myself, i.e., I offer myself as a sacrifice to thee, for all sacrifices and things that are offered to God are called holy, and whereas the sanctification was of old in figure, a sheep being the sacrifice, but now, in truth, he adds, that they also might be sanctified through the truth, i.e., for I make them, too, an oblation to thee, either meaning that he who was offered up was their head, or that they would be offered up, too. As the Apostle saith, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy. Verses 20-23 through Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou givest me I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and thou in me, that they may be perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Augustine When our Lord had prayed for his disciples, whom he named apostles, he added a prayer for all others who should believe on him. Neither pray I for these alone, but for all others who shall believe on me through their word. Chrysostom, another ground of consolation to them, that they were to be the cause of the salvation of others. Augustine, all, i.e., not only those who were then alive, but those who were to be born, not those only who heard the apostles themselves, but us who were born long after their death. We have all believed in Christ through their word, for they first heard that word from Christ and then preached it to others, and so it has come down and will go down to all posterity. We may see that in this prayer there are some disciples whom he does not pray for, for those, i.e., who were neither with him at the time, nor were about to believe on him afterwards through the apostles' words, but believed already. Was Nathanael with him, then, or Joseph of Arimathea, and many others, who, John says, believed on him? I do not mention old Simeon, or Anna the prophetess, Zacharias, Elizabeth, or John the Baptist, for it might be answered that it was not necessary to pray for dead persons, such as these who departed with such rich merits. With respect to the former, then, we must understand that they did not yet believe on him as he wished. But after his resurrection, when the apostles were taught and strengthened by the Holy Spirit, they attained to a right faith. The case of Paul, however, remains. An apostle not of men or by men, and that of the robber, who believed when even the teachers themselves of the faith fell away. We must understand, then, their word to mean the word of faith itself, which they preached to the world, it being called their word, because it was preached in the first instance and principally by them, for it was being preached by them, when Paul received it by revelation from Jesus Christ himself. And in this sense, the robber too believed their word. Wherefore, in this prayer, the Redeemer prays for all whom he redeemed, both present and to come. And then follows, the thing itself which he prays for, that they all may be one. He asks that for all which he asked above for the disciples, that all both we and they may be one. Chrysostom. And with this prayer for unanimity, he concludes his prayer and then begins a discourse on the same subject. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. Hilary. And this unity is recommended by the great example of unity. As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, and they also may be one in us, i.e., that as the Father is in the Son, and the Son in the Father, so after the likeness of this unity, all may be one in the Father and in the Son. Chrysostom. This, as again, does not express perfect likeness, but only likeness as far as it was possible in men, as when he saith, Be ye merciful, even as your Father which is in heaven is merciful. Augustine. We must particularly observe here that our Lord did not say that we may be all one, but that they may be all one, as thou, Father, in me, and I in thee are one understood. For the Father is so in the Son that they are one because they are of one substance. But we can be one in them, but not with them, because we and they are not of the same substance. They are in us and we in them, so as that they are one in their nature, we one in ours. They are in us, as God is in the temple, we are in them, as the creature is in its creator. Wherefore he adds in us, to show that our being made one by charity is to be attributed to the grace of God, not to ourselves. Augustine, or that in ourselves we cannot be one, severed from each other by diverse pleasures and lusts and the pollution of sin, from which we must be cleansed by a mediator in order to be one in him. Hilary, heretics endeavoring to get over the words, I and my father are one, as approving unity of nature, and to reduce them to mean a unity simply of natural love, and agreement of will, bring forwards these words of our lords as an example of this kind of unity, that they may be all one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. But though impiety can cheat its own understanding, it cannot alter the meaning of the words themselves. For they who are born again of a nature that gives unity and life eternal, they cease to be one in will merely, acquiring the same nature by their regeneration. But the Father and Son alone are properly one because God, only begotten of God, can only exist in that nature from which he is derived. Augustine, but why does he say that the world may believe that thou hast sent me? Will the world believe when we shall all be one in the Father and the Son? Is not this unity that peace eternal, which is the reward of faith rather than faith itself? For though in this life all of us who hold in the same common faith are one, yet even this unity is not a means to belief, but the consequence of it. What means then that all may be one, that the world may believe? He prays for the world when he says, Neither pray I for these alone, but for all those who shall believe on me through their word. Whereby it appears that he does not make this unity the cause of the world believing, but prays that the world may believe, as he prays that they all may be one. The meaning will be clearer if we always put in the word ask. I ask that they all may be one. I ask that they may be one in us. I ask that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Hillary, or the world will believe that the Son is sent from the Father, for the reason viz., because all who believe in him are one in the Father and the Son. Chrysostom, for there is no scandal so great as division, whereas unity amongst believers is a great argument for believing, as he said at the beginning of his discourse, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another, for they quarrel, they will not be looked on as the disciples of the peacemaking master. And I, he saith, not being a peacemaker, they will not acknowledge me as sent from God. Augustine. Then our Savior, who by praying to the Father showed himself to be man, now shows that, being God with the Father, he doth what he prays for, and the glory which thou givest me I have given them. What glory but immortality, which human nature was about to receive in him. For that which was to be unchangeable predestination, though future, he expresses by the past tense. That glory of immortality, which he says, was given him by the Father, we must understand he gave himself also. For when the son is silent of his own cooperation in the Father's work, he shows his humility. When he is silent of the Father's cooperation in his work, he shows his equality. In this way here, he neither disconnects himself with the Father's work when he says, The glory which thou givest me, nor the Father with his work when he says, I have given them. But as he was pleased by prayer to the Father to obtain that all might be one, so now he is pleased to effect the same by his own gift. For he continues, That all may be one, even as we are one. Chrysostom by glory he means miracles and doctrines in unity, which latter is the greater glory, for all who believed through the apostles are one. If any separated, it was owing to man's own carelessness. Not but that our Lord anticipates this happening. Hilary, by this giving and receiving of honor, then, all are one. But I do not yet apprehend in what way this makes all one. Our Lord, however, explains the gradation and order in the consummating of this unity, when he adds, I in them, and thou in me, so that inasmuch as he was in the Father by his divine nature, we in him by his incarnation, and he again in us by the mystery of the sacrament, a perfect union by means of the mediator was established. Chrysostom. Elsewhere he says of himself and the Father, we will come and make our abode with him by the mention of two persons stopping the mouths of the here by saying that the father comes to the disciples through him he refutes the notion of the arians augustine nor is this said however as if to mean that the father was not in us or we in the father he only means to say that he is mediator between god and man and what he adds that they may be made perfect in one shows that the reconciliation made by this mediator was carried on even to the enjoyment of everlasting blessedness. So what follows, that the world may know that thou hast sent me, must not be taken to mean the same as the words just above, that the world may believe, for as long as we believe what we do not see, we are not yet made perfect, as we shall be when we have merited to see what we believe so that when he speaks of their being made perfect we are to understand such a knowledge as shall be sight not such as is by faith these that believe are the world not a permanent enemy but changed from an enemy to a friend as it follows and hast loved them as thou hast loved me the father loves us in the son because he elected us in him these words do not prove that we are equal to the only begotten Son, for this mode of expression, as one thing, so another, does not always signify equality. It sometimes only means because one thing, therefore another, and this is its meaning. Thou hast loved them as thou hast loved me, i.e., thou hast loved them because thou hast loved me. There is no reason for God loving his members, but that he loves him, But since he hateth nothing that he hath made, who can adequately express how much he loves the members of his only begotten Son, and still more the only begotten himself? End of chapter 17, verses 14 through 23.